When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. I think a great initiative over the last few months has been the UTR Pro Series. It began in late June, universal tennis rating. Just to explain to people who don't know what it's about. It's a global tennis player rating system intended to produce an objective, consistent and accurate index of players' skill in the game of tennis. UTR uh, rates all the players on a single 16-point scale without uh, regard to age and gender, nationality or uh, location of a, a given match. So the Pro Series was played across all the big uh, cities of Australia, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth. There was a, just under a million dollars in prize money, uh, around about... Just over 1,000 matches played across 73 events. So there was Paul A, there was Paul B, a lot of the Australian tennis players' names that you would know. And there was uh, one name who was a bit of a surprise packet, but he may be making a return to the sport because he was a gun junior. He left the sport. He's from Adelaide. He's also set himself up as a coach over there. But he had a great uh, time during the UTR series at Lee 2, who... Well, earned nearly $20,000 in prize money and also won a hell of a lot of matches. Uh, Lee, it's it's great to have you on SEN this morning. Uh, thanks, thanks, Brett. Thanks so much for having me. You're 24 uh, now, so certainly not uh, a, a veteran, but, I mean, you can. it's funny, you get to 24, 25, and you, you think, God, I've been around tennis for such a, a long time. Uh, how, how far does that you know, window sort of stretch? And I suppose, you know, with players... Uh, these days in professional tennis playing deeper into their 30s and uh, Roger Federer approaching 40 next year and a couple beyond uh, 40. I mean, every window is different. Do you still believe there's maybe a window for you? Yeah, yeah, I I do believe so for sure. Um, I I mean, if you look at the average age of the top 100, it's probably like late 20s, early 30s now. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a a long journey. And I started started playing when I was about five. So, yeah, it's a really long journey. but yeah, I definitely think there's still a window for me. Uh, yeah. Can I ask you, Lee, I was talking to a couple of people uh, last night who do know of you a little bit better than I do. And they, the first comment was Gun Jr. Not quite sure why he gave it away in the first place. Can you take us inside your backstory a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, I guess as a junior, I had, uh, had a quite a lot of success. Yep. Um, you know, I was probably one of the top juniors in Australia and didn't really lose much in, in Australia. And, um, yeah, I know, you know, won nationals and represented the country on multiple occasions. Um, and with that, you know, you, you win a lot. And, and then all, and with that, it comes expectations and pressure and all, that, all those sorts of things. Um, and then I started hitting the future circuit or the professional circuit when I was about 14, 15. Um, and started handling, like, started, you know, coping with, a, you know, started handling um, a lot of losses and didn't really handle that very well and kind of crumbled under the expectation and pressure and it kind of just ate away at my confidence and, you know, my belief, my belief in myself. Yep. Um, and, and then from there, I kind of, yeah, I just kind of gave it away um, when I was 15, 16, pretty young. Um, and at that point, you know, I'd been playing tennis full time for about three years and, you know, really started to question myself and yeah, decided to hang up the rackets and go to school. So, yeah. 
Lee, I've always said, as someone that covers tennis here, this is a tough sport, a really tough sport to make it. It's got more global year in, year out. There's just about every country represented. And uh, we're probably never quite going to get back to Australia's dominance through um, you know, that, that halcyon era. But we're now trying to fight um, you know, to, uh, to have those great results and to really build strong national teams, a good Fed Cup team, a good Davis uh, Cup team. Just in terms of um, the lessons that you learnt first time around for maybe yeah. uh, having another go at this? Because it, it is tough. On that ITF circuit, I mean, your singles ranking, just to put it into perspective for people, was uh, the highest singles ranking was 1,188. So there's around about 1,500, 2,000 players that are ranked. And you just need a couple of yeah. breakthroughs for that ranking to plummet uh, pretty quickly. But w- what are the lessons that maybe you've learned to maybe do this better second time round? Um, so the biggest thing for me is is just to enjoy yourself when you're on court and and not think too much about the wins and losses. And when you when you think a lot about the wins and losses, it actually makes you play worse. And and when and with tennis, it's about you know if you win the match, you've won about fifty two percent of the points, which is not a whole lot more than the opponent. Mm, so mm. you know all it is is a few things here and there on big points. Um, and and you know just making sure that have a good team around you for starters as well um you know they really support you no matter the wins and losses if they if they are unhappy with you if you lost the match and then happy with you if you won the match then you probably don't have quite the right team around you um they've got to be able to you know back you whether whether or not you won or lost you know that, that's not the most important thing um is 100 and then also yep. just be yourself don't be afraid to be yourself on the tennis court um i feel like when i was a junior um maybe when i was 15 or 16 i you know, I get quite tired because, in a, you know, and I try and I think I'm trying like my absolute best. Um, but then I kind of learned when I came back to just be myself, like be able to have a laugh on the tennis court. Like a lot of times at the moment when I play matches in, you know, high pressure situations, you know, I'll actually crack a joke or, you yeah. know, something funny happens. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll have a laugh at it, you know. Um, whereas before I wouldn't be able to do that. I was, I was you know, I'd kind of be like, I need to be serious, you know. So, um, it's yeah, an, don't be afraid to be yourself and yeah. just enjoy it, no matter when the wins and losses. It's an interesting observation. I mean, we've seen from a team perspective, you know, Richmond win three of the last, I'm not sure how much you follow the footy, but Richmond win three of the last four AFL premierships. And you get to actually see that uh, enjoyment that they're yeah. having, that, okay, we can be serious and, and it's, it's, uh, when it's business, we, we get down to it, but we can actually enjoy the journey that we're in, not sort of that sigh of relief yeah. after that, oh, I've actually got it done, but actually enjoy the bits that go before that adulation of winning? Yeah, yeah, like we 100% and we, we try and um, implement that in our coaching philosophy that you can have fun and work hard. Like it can't be, you know, you don't, just because you're working hard doesn't mean you have to be miserable. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, say, you know, working hard, uh, you know, there's kind of a miserable feel to it, but we try and, you know, get music going or, you know, just try and, get the atmosphere up, everyone's happy up and about, and also working hard. We feel like you can have, you know, the best, best of both worlds in that way, like really embrace the hard work. Um, yeah. I want to ask you about and the... And I guess I try and implement that. Yeah, no. Pardon? Well, well said, well said. I think from a player, and obviously you're taking that into your uh, coaching, I just want to ask you about the universal tennis ratings. I mean, I've had a lot of people say different things uh, to me, and this is obviously something that's been implemented now in Australia. We've seen it around the world and particularly in America where they're going to run a lot of tournaments uh, next year. Give us your perspective on it. And for those who are listening in, who obviously are involved in tennis, maybe a, a message as to the effects of this UTR system. Yeah, well, it's given me so much opportunity. Um, you know, because I, I, since I haven't really played for about six years, yep. um, it's given me so much opportunity to play plays that I wouldn't normally be allowed, like able to play. 
Um, and that's just through, it honestly just started from me playing my Saturday afternoon comps, um, you know, just for my club. And then I got a UCR from that. And then I was able to enter some um, Pool B tournaments for these UCR Pro Series. And then um, I'd won, and then I won one of those. Uh, and then they gave me a wild card into a Pool A. And then I came second in, in Brisbane in the Pool A event. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, from there, they kind of, and then my UCR went up. Um, and then I played, yeah, Melbourne um, and Sydney in Pool A. And then I won those two events, you know, playing against guys that I, I, I respect a lot. And, um, you know, they're probably ranked about three, 400 in the world, um, like ATP. So, yeah, kind of surprised myself a little bit there, but. Yeah, the margins are pretty small, aren't they? There's more the opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I walk away from the matches, and you know, you can be happy with with the win, but um, I guess also if I lost those matches, I would not beat myself up at all. I mean, it literally. I think now that I'm a little bit older, there's, there's a lot more perspective to it, and just knowing that you know, you know, a couple couple points on juice and you know things like that that kind of went my way, or I got a little bit lucky on a net tape. I remember in the first set, one of those matches, and you know, and then you just kind of walk away thinking yeah you got, obviously you worked hard and you enjoy the win but also like if it went either if it went the other way like that's fine as well keep your head up so 24 you've uh, obviously got a desire still to play you've got a coaching business which i'm told is uh, very successful over there in adelaide so what are the plans for 2021 um the plan is to pretty much try and play professionally as much as i can um and look at the events in australia and hopefully hope, hopefully it starts to open up a little bit and i think that what they're doing with the Australian Open and the effort they're putting into that is amazing. Mm. Um, so pretty much just waiting for tournaments like that. And then probably on the coaching side, I definitely still want to coach and be a part of that. But obviously when I'm traveling, it's going to be a little bit harder, but I'm definitely still going to be, um, you know, a part of that business and with, with Ben Milner um, doing that, but probably more focused on the playing side, but definitely not leaving the coaching side behind. Definitely still a part of that. And I want to be a part of the kids' journey still. So um, yeah, just gonna just gonna try and hit the tour um, and play as much as I can. Um, yeah, with it in Australia first, and then after Australia, then I'll look to go overseas. I mean, everyone goes down a different path. I mean, the college pathway has been spoken about really favourably because if tennis doesn't quite work out, you get a really good education out of it, and you've got a little bit of backbone behind you. Others prefer to go straight to the pro tour. I mean, what what, what do you say to the that younger generation who are in their teens, a little bit younger, where you've been? as to maybe the best pathway to go down to try and make it in professional tennis? Um, well, well, I'm a bit advocate of just keeping all your options open. And I think college is definitely a very reasonable pathway. And honestly, when I was coming through the ranks, the college pathway was not as popular as it is now. Um, and if I had my option again, I probably would have gone because with college, number one, it's a great experience. Number yep. two, you get an education as well. And also, if you, you know, if you start during college, if you start smashing it in professional tournaments, there's nothing stopping you from after two years, you know, just start, just go, go and hit the tour straight away. And then you can always come back and finish it afterwards. Um, so I think it, it just provides that flexibility. There's so many resources and opportunity over there. Um, and I would highly recommend it, or at least keep that option open um, for any juniors coming up. Just one on the temper text here. Bring him on. A breath of fresh air for Aussie tennis. Sounds like a good bloke. There you go. I'm not sure if that's one of your best mates there, Lee, but I'll tell you what, that, that text has come in. Always good to get a good text. <laughs> Always good to get a bit of positivity on the text. We love it, I've got to say, being uh, in the studio here. One last one for you. Who do you admire? Who, who do you, if you're sitting down on your couch... At the top end of professional tennis, who do, who do you love playing, watching play? 
Uh, I can't go past Roger Federer, to be honest. Um, I've always just kind of looked up to him, his game and what he represents. Um, I know it's a bit of a cliche answer, but you can't, you can't go past the guy. So, yeah, yeah probably Roger Federer. <laughs> I'm in your camp, mate. I'm in your camp. Fingers crossed that Dubai yeah. treats him well and he's fit yeah. enough to contest another Australian Open. And it's going to be a very, very sad day oh, yeah, when he departs. Oh, yeah, fingers crossed. Sad day when he departs professional Yeah, tennis. yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be very sad. Good on you, Lee. Hey, great to yeah. share a little bit of your yeah. story. And I'm going to keep a really close eye on you for 2021 and uh, 24, mate. You've still got uh, a lot of time in front of you. So good luck second time around. No worries. Thanks so much, Brett. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.